0: What is going on everybody? Zach Wagner here back with another episode of the Resilient Athlete Project. Today I'm bringing you another blog narration. This one has a little extra bonus tagged on to the end where I do some commentary because frankly this topic is complicated and one that comes up a lot and so I wanted to make sure I covered some other questions and concerns that tend to come up in a little bit more detail. So At the end of this one, make sure you stick around after I'm done reading the article because there's a little bit of extra commentary at the end. So this blog is called Does Posture Matter? and covers all things posture. A few of the specific topics we'll get into are the myth of good versus bad posture. We'll go through some research, help you decipher that a little bit. Talk about why the relationship between pain and posture is a lot more complicated than a lot of us have been led to believe. And, you know, there might be some correlation there, but um, as we all know, correlation is not necessarily causation, so we'll go into that a little bit. And we'll talk about when posture matters more and when it probably doesn't matter so much. Um, You know, as I said, this is something that comes up a lot, conversation I have with a lot of people, a lot of patients. So I wanted to make sure that we covered this one in some detail. Please check out the blog article itself as well. Um, There's a couple of links in there that I think are valuable. And you know as always let me know if you have any questions you know my goal with the podcast and with a lot of the stuff i put out is just to make you as my listeners as the consumers of healthcare, a little bit more savvy a little bit more knowledgeable about what's going on and um, where you should ask some more questions and help you take charge of your health a little bit so without further ado we will jump right into the text of the article and remember to stick around at the end for that extra commentary Does posture really matter? As a society, we have all been conditioned to believe that posture is very important. Growing up, most of us were constantly told to sit up straight and avoid slouching. Many of us learned to associate poor posture with poor character. Also, the prevailing narrative among healthcare providers is that posture has a direct effect on someone's experience of pain. I hear this all the time when people come in to see me in my physical therapy practice. When asked why someone believes they are in pain, posture is often part of the discussion. It's easy to see how a heavy focus on posture could have emerged, given how much this kind of thinking permeates our society. There is even an industry for special, quote-unquote, posture trainers that help you maintain, quote-unquote, good posture. In the article, I share an example. And I say, this posture coach is supposed to remind you every time you slouch so you can get the healthy posture you've always wanted, according to their marketing. The heavy use of quotation marks and sarcasm should give you a sense of my feelings here. Newsflash, you already have healthy posture and you don't need to spend your money on stuff like this. And I put in parentheses, if you click on that link, you might want to do it in a private window so the ads don't follow you all around the internet. I definitely made that mistake. back to the article. What does the posture research say? Let me start this section by saying that I don't think people are deliberately trying to do harm by perpetuating narratives about posture being linked to pain. Your mom, physician, coach, etc. are trying to help you when they quote-unquote correct your posture. I think these kinds of narratives get so ingrained that we forget to examine whether or not they are well-supported. By the way, most people speak about posture, you would think there was agreement on what normal posture actually is. A search through the scientific literature shows this is not the case. And just as a quick aside here, there are quite a few links to articles within this article and this blog post, so make sure to check out the written form on my website so you can check out those links as well. Okay, back to the article. This article from 2015 examined whether a group of physical therapists could agree on ratings of scapular, also known as shoulder blade, orientation in individuals with neck pain. Their results show, and I'm quoting from the article here, only slight to moderate reliability in evaluation of scapular posture between PTs. So, according to this article, there is not consistent agreement about scapular posture between physical therapists. How appropriate is it to assume that posture causes pain when we can't even agree on what normal versus abnormal is? This isn't a new topic in research either. An article from 1993 concluded, there's little evidence to support the contention that altered cervical curvatures are of prognostic significance. In other words, there's little support for the idea that posture of the neck can predict neck pain or lack of neck pain. This is just one of many studies that have shown similar outcomes in recent years. This concept also applies to both the thoracic and lumbar spines. Here's an article from 2016 that shows no significant difference in resting lumbar spine posture between people with and without low back pain. We can't logically blame something for pain when it's present in those with and without pain. A couple more examples. This study found no strong evidence for an association between spinal curvatures and any health outcome, including spinal pain. And another article showed no significant difference between a group with neck pain and a group without in terms of global spine curvature, angles, or straight versus kyphotic deformity. I could continue to cite articles, but you get the point. Again, make sure you check out the written form of this article on my website for the links to those articles. Okay. So what does this all mean? There's no agreement about what normal posture actually is because there's natural variation throughout the population. How can we say something is automatically problematic when we can't even reliably assess it? Alterations of spinal curvature between individuals do not seem to correlate with pain, or at least they don't predict pain. People with and without pain show similar curvatures and postures. How can we blame something for pain when we see it consistently in asymptomatic people? So why is posture blamed for pain? If there isn't great evidence for a clear link between posture and pain, why does it constantly get blamed for pain? Basically, I think it comes down to a logical fallacy. We see people in pain who seem to have altered postures, so we assume that this causes the pain. There are a few issues with this type of logic. Let's go through some. Instead of the pain being caused by altered posture, the altered posture could be caused by the pain. It could be an adaptation or a compensation. We could simply be looking at natural variation. People are built differently, they move differently, and they have different postures. Posture alterations and pain could just happen to be present in the same person. Correlation does not equal causation. And I've included another link here to a funny site that shows all kinds of spurious correlations. For example... Apparently, the amount of movies Nicolas Cage appeared in correlates with people drowning because they fell into a pool. (laughs) We as humans want to ascribe meaning to things so we can understand it. It's usually not this simple, especially when it comes to the human body. This issue, like many others, is more complicated than a basic one-to-one causation. But doesn't changing posture help pain? Sometimes we also see that pain appears to improve when posture is quote unquote corrected. First of all, we can't say with any certainty what correct posture even is. And also, working on posture is never just a single part of a treatment program. For example, when somebody goes to physical therapy, treatments might include posture correction, manual therapy, strengthening exercises, rest, modalities like heat, ice, dry needling, cold laser, etc. Also consider changes to normal training and or work schedule while you're undergoing treatment, lifestyle changes such as improved sleep and nutrition in an attempt to help healing, and the concept of regression to the mean. This means people seek care when their symptoms are at their worst. Treatment starts and things get better, so we assume the treatment is what helped when it might simply be that symptoms would have naturally improved on their own and people are regressing to the mean. So posture might be related to pain, but we certainly don't have the evidence to say that it is directly causing pain. Remember to keep in mind the complexity of human beings and the multitude of variables that can relate to the pain experience. If changing your posture helps your pain, that's great. Just don't assume this to be the be-all, and all We need to do better. Another point I will make here is that as a society, we do a pretty crappy job of dealing with back pain, neck pain, etc., there are way too many people suffering from chronic neck and back pain. Given this, shouldn't we challenge some of the traditional narratives? The apparent relationship between posture and pain is just one of these. None of this is to suggest that you shouldn't seek out care for your pain, as simply want you to be more aware of potential explanations for your pain and continue to be critical of prevailing narratives when appropriate. When you do get treatment, don't you want it to be the most effective care possible? So posture doesn't matter at all? When arguing against my point in this article, the straw man argument most people use is, so you're saying posture doesn't matter at all? No. The whole point of this conversation is that pain and posture are nuanced and we shouldn't try to oversimplify them. I'm saying that posture probably doesn't matter as much as we think it does and that we should look more closely at these concepts. Posture and mechanics can matter in certain situations, but they don't seem to matter in every situation. Be wary of anybody telling you that something as complicated as pain can be explained by such a simplistic narrative. There are many times when certain postures feel better than others. If you've been standing all day, sitting feels nice, and vice versa. If you have pain when extending your spine, it might feel good to flex it. This does not mean that standing and extending your spine is good. And sitting and flexing it is bad. It's all about context. It's also important to realize that I'm largely talking about basic, low-load daily activities here. When we start to talk about athletics and higher load tasks like weightlifting, position and mechanics matter more from an efficiency standpoint. There are arguably more and less efficient ways to move in terms of mechanics. For example, if someone is doing a barbell snatch. I care more about their positioning and mechanics because there's much more force going through the body. I want them to be able to lift as much weight as possible while staying as safe as possible. But even within movements like this, I still need to allow for movement variability because people are built differently. Move like a human, not a robot. Everyone shouldn't move in a very specific, rigid way all the time. There's a time and a place for this, but in general, movement efficiency, posture, etc., all exist on a spectrum. People move differently and should be empowered to explore different positions and postures. Don't assume you need to maintain perfect posture all day, whatever that means. Allow yourself some wiggle room and live your life. Keep moving and realize it won't kill you to slouch once in a while. I know this can be a complicated topic. Thanks for reading and or listening this far and let me know if you have any questions. And if you're interested in learning more about Wagner PT performance, please contact me, be well. Okay, so that's the end of the article. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I added this little commentary at the end to go over some other common misconceptions and common misgivings and you know, some um, questions that usually come up in this conversation, okay? So again, I wanna reiterate This article is not meant to say that posture doesn't matter. It's just to challenge some of the common narratives that I think need to be looked at a little bit more closely and to start the conversation a bit because we see that postures are very similar between people who have pain and who don't have pain. So how can we blame something for pain and say it's a large cause of it when we see it so much in asymptomatic people? Um, this is a big part of the conversation as well with, um, imaging, MRIs, x-rays, et cetera. And I posted something on my, um, uh, my social media not long ago. I had this statistic in front of me. Um, for example, there's a study from 2015 that looked at, uh, a bunch of MRIs and, and imaging studies of the low back, uh, over 3000 people. And found that even at twenty years old, thirty-seven percent of people have what would be called disc degeneration. And when you get up into an 80-year-old person, 96% of them have it. So that's not to say that you're doomed. It the exact opposite of that. It's to say these are all asymptomatic people, by the way. That that scan, that article is very important. Everybody in that article was asymptomatic, meaning of 80-year-old people, 96% of them had a disc degeneration, what would be termed that, and none of them had pain. So this is the same kind of concept that we're talking about with postures. So many people who are asymptomatic have what we would be terming quote-unquote abnormalities, and they don't have any pain, so we need to look further into these things, okay? Um, the research just doesn't show that we can be so confident in saying that posture causes pain or posture relieves pain or anything related to that. It's more complicated than that. Um, I also hesitate to blame something like posture or structure, especially when it's not appropriate, because largely we can't change those things. You know, So you can argue how much you can change posture, and you probably can over time. But the way somebody's spine is built, for example, how flat or how curved it is, especially these small variations between people that that really can't be changed over time. So if you're telling somebody, you know, if somebody comes to me as a PT and I tell them, oh, you know, you have pain because your posture is bad, you know, then what they hear is your body, the position, the, the build of your body, the way you are is causing you pain sometimes. And what that, that just leads down a really bad road. Um, and we can just, get rid of that altogether if we stop blaming posture for pain so easily right Um, you know this kind of a narrative also tends to perpetuate the idea that the body is fragile so you know somebody thinks that just being in the quote-unquote wrong posture for a while is enough of a problem this can snowball into other things and we get this really hyper vigilant state of mind where people are just like so worried about the way they move and we know in the literature and from experience that that just isn't good. We need people to be comfortable, relaxed, and feel like they can move different ways and you don't have to be so rigid all the time. So that's another thing that I think about with this. Um, You know, just a few others. I think some of this gets left, people think they're like, oh, like, well, then what do I do? Like, you know, like posture is such a big part of treatment programs. so, So what do I do instead? And I think posture Changing posture can be helpful to improve pain, but it's all about context, okay? An example I want to give, a, a couple of examples. One, I kind of touch on this in the article itself is when somebody comes in they have low back pain and it's very specific to a certain position. Like sometimes people will have pain when they stand or walk for a long period of time because their spine's in extension. So if we have them come in and put their spine into flexion, it feels better for a short term for a little while. So we have them work on that at first, but that doesn't mean we have them flex their spine over and over forever. It just means in that short term, it helps them feel better. The same thing applies to, um, like when I'm working with a lot of general, general population people versus athletes. So in general population, for example, most people tend to be a little bit more round shoulder, tend to be a little bit more forward because everything is done out in front of them they're working at a desk or they're driving. So we work on getting them to a more upright, more extended position because we're trying to balance things out a little bit. But the opposite can be the case with somebody who's an athlete because they're always in extension all day long. Think of a baseball pitcher or somebody like that who's, you know, really upright all the time, actually bringing them into more of a rounded position tends to help them. So one is not better than the other. It just depends on the context. Okay. So what I want to leave you with basically is just that you want to think about posture and position when it's appropriate. So for example, high load activities, athletic activities, weight training, that kind of thing. But think about variability and moving differently and moving more and in more different ways when it's lower level stuff, day-to-day tasks, etc. Okay. And the biggest thing I want you to take away is just try to move more. Don't be afraid of certain postures or positions and Just explore the way your body moves best. Okay, so as always, if you have any questions about anything, be sure to let me know and um, be well. Hey, everybody, just a few quick things before you take off. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and leave a review if you found this podcast useful. The Resilient Athlete Project is brought to you by Wagner PT and Performance in Lakeville, Massachusetts, where I work with athletes of all ages to relieve pain and keep them in the game. For more information, or if you're interested in working with me either in person or via remote consult, visit my website at www.wagnerptp.com. Also, don't forget to follow Wagner PT and Performance on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and reach out if you have any questions. Okay, everybody, thanks again, and we'll talk soon.